were wondering um, sometime why is it that big corporates to this day still go to India to to hire software developers there to build for them core banking systems um government entities why do they why, why does URA hire Tata to build the portal when um, we actually have the competence here to do that From the Innovation Village, this is episode 19 of my Village podcast, produced through the Next Wave program under the Young Africa Works strategy in partnership with the Mastercard Foundation. And I'm your host, Pauline Achanowing. From April 2020 to date, Uganda has registered an increase in the use of digital technologies to run businesses and deliver services. Online financial transactions, shopping, religious prayers, Zoom meetings and classes are a few examples of changes that have taken place as a result of COVID-19. These changes have inevitably brought attention to the digital space. There's no doubt that we have great potential to use technology to advance our economy. The rather is Do we have the necessary skilled workforce and ecosystem to boost the digital economy? Before we go into today's discussion, let's meet some of the tech and data team at the Innovation Village. My name is Regina Nakasolia. I work as the project manager at the Innovation Village in the tech and data department. Uh, what fascinates me about tech and data uh, is I love to see things come to life. Like you go to someone, they have this idea in their head, and then they describe it for you. And then uh, 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 using technology, you bring it to life. I'm Jonathan Chibazo. I'm a data scientist at the Innovation Village in Tinder. Um, yeah, so me- most of my work when it comes to data science what you should know data science in a nutshell it's like what you guys those things are used to, you, you, the things you are used to like the Siri uh self driving cars you know those kind of things the analytics you are used to yeah so that's all that is summarized in you know data science machine learning robots artificial intelligence and so much more and what i mainly do i build analytics dashboards using power bi google analytics which are these dashboards aid the company in making day-to-day decisions yeah then also once in a while i implement something machine learning algorithms to ease the kind of work i do the most exciting thing is the kind of problems that you find in data someone will give you a certain problem they require you to solve so you ask this this kind of person for the data i find i find it so exciting deriving insights from that data you know um getting to know different metrics then after that also performing machine learning algorithms on this kind of data because I would want to implement a so I like implementing a solution that you know everyone is happy with that is part of the tech and data team at the innovation village my guest today is Wilson Chigundu who is the chief technology officer or the CTO at the innovation village we discuss using innovation to boost the economy women in tech and the future of tech and data in Uganda. Wilson, welcome to the show. 
Before we get into a discussion on all matters tech and data, I would like to know how do you define yourself? I'm a software engineer by passion, an electrical engineer by training, uh, a very opinionated person on matters of life. Um, I'm a Christian, born again Christian, mm-hmm. um, a father of two, married to one wife at mm-hmm. all times. So, first year was your introduction to a computer and the tech world, which subsequently put you onto a path that led you to the innovation village where you are the tech and data department lead. In short, you are the chief technology officer of the innovation village. How would you explain tech and data to a layman and what does this entail at the innovation village? So tech and data is basically us, our attempt to use technology and data to deliver on our mandate as the innovation village, which is enabling and unlocking potential, especially for entrepreneurs. Um, You find so many entrepreneurs that are starting businesses that rely on technology, but they they don't have a technology background themselves. Um, I don't have to be a software engineer to start up a business uh, like Glovo, which uh, basically does delivery. Um, and there's an app that was built for that, or Jumia for that matter. So we are saying that one of the ways we, we can help um, our entrepreneurs is to help them solve or overcome those technology challenges that would be showstoppers um, for them to build their businesses. Um, so that is what Tech and Data is in a nutshell. We are positioning ourselves as the, the authorities, the thought leaders as far as technology is concerned and how you can leverage the technology in your um, um, business as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. and um, helping you pave the way uh, for you to, to use uh, technology optimally um, to deliver on your mandate, whatever it is, in your business. Wilson, the Innovation Village centers innovation. Why innovation? Any new business that will start uh, up, if it's WhatsApp or Facebook, the big, the, the big ones, and even the startups, Flutterwave, now in Nigeria, um, Safeboda itself, you know, um, innovation. You're basically solving a problem by providing a solution that hasn't been provided before. You know, the problems are there. People have always had issues with moving from one place to the other. People have always had uh, problems with, you know, accessing food from a hotel or restaurant. The problem has always been there. But innovation comes in when someone says, let's build an app that can connect um, me, who wants to eat a meal at Java's, to 
Javas and I can um, you know order on my phone and I, it gets delivered um, um, to me. So almost all problems that entrepreneurs would face they can be solved by innovation and one of the biggest drivers of innovation is technology. And so that is why innovation is even part of us, the innovation village. Um, um, because it can almost solve any problem. You have said technology is the driver for innovation. How are you, as an organization, investing in technology? So, and we do that in a number of ways. Um, number one, we have focus on building the tech ecosystem in Uganda. And um, we, we use three vehicles to build that ecosystem. We understand that there are some um, technical technology people, developers in the country. Um, a report from IFC and Google for 2020 showed that we have a total of about 11,000 software engineers in Uganda. Um, other countries like Nigeria have excess of 60,000. So there is need for us to grow that number from 11,000 to certain number that's sustainable because unfortunately in a global village um, the world is also fighting for the same developers. So if you are an entrepreneur and you want to start a, a business that leverages technology um, you're going to find it hard to get a software engineer because the few that are available are either hired by Stanbic or Google or Facebook or Angela or, you know, they're not available. So how we help build that ecosystem is to run these programs that are going to add to that number, moving from 11,000 maybe to 50,000 engineers to widen the pool um, so that's one way we do it which is growing the, the ecosystem the other part we realized over time that even the engineers we have there are some skills critical skills that they lack so when Google wants to hire these people they find that there's some basic things they don't know they don't have good understanding of architecture, software architecture, design principles, basic computer science principles. But most importantly also, um, they lack experience working on large projects. So through our you know, programs as well, we, we, we work on skilling or retooling them, um, giving them um, these highly demanded skills um, we are running a program now with um, with called Institute of, 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 of Technology in the United States where we are um, skilling up to 50 engineers um, on, on, on cloud um, cloud computing and Python and machine learning because these are in demand skills now because how the world has changed now is before we are building systems and focusing on build systems that can collect data now, 
we we are seated on these tons of data and we don't know what to use it for. So that's where disciplines like machine learning now come, which basically says, look at the data we have, analyze it, tell us if we have um, over the last three years our sales have been growing at two percent. You know, can you predict what our growth would be next year based on this data? So those in skills, um, in demand skills, we, we we give it, we give these skills to these people, so that when opportunity comes for them, when um, demand for those skills come, um, they they are ready to do that. The third is is what we call um, community in general, um, and, and and we're wondering. Um, Sometime, why is it that big corporates to this day still go to India to to hire software developers there to build for them core banking systems? Um, government entities, why do they? Why, why does URA hire Tata to build the portal when um, we actually have the competence here to do that? So we learned that you know, yeah, people just. For the most part, they're not aware that we can do that, that the ecosystem, that we have people with the competence to do that. So as, um, um, as Innovation Village, we are saying, let's take this community to um, the corporates. So, um, you know, that's how we start hearing, um, you know, City of Forum that we are going to, to start running this year, where we meet um, with uh, technology leaders and tell them, okay, this is the status of the of the ecosystem we have now. So that application you thought you are going to to build from India, we can actually build it here. The ecosystem can build it because these people, we profile them, we know who they are, we know what their competencies are, you know, and so we know they can do they can do that because and, and it's in line with uh, buy Uganda, build Uganda. So those are the main three main ways uh, as tech and data, and indeed as innovation villagers, they hope that we are um, we are we are working with the with, with the technology community uh, in Uganda. Speaking of building ecosystems and skilling our own software engineers, what is being done to support women in tech and data to encourage more women to sign up? The numbers are still low. When I walked into your office, uh, Wilson, I noticed you have a team of over 10 people, but I also noticed there are only three women, and it's not any different in most tech spaces in Uganda. And we've been learning um, um, over time. And we, from even the sessions we, we do with community, the skilling sessions, or even the community growth ses- sessions, we made a very interesting observation that when we put an event out there and say um, we're going to have um, um, an expert developer talk about um, continuous integration or deployment and we get 150 people sign up for that um, less than 20 would be women and so we, we observed this for, for, for a while and then came up with the idea of how about we start a women-only 
session. And every single time we did a women-only session, in excess of 80 women signed up and attended the event. That's interesting. And um, we did some random sampling of um, why, to understand why. Mm-hmm. And it went back to, you know, they feel more comfortable when they are with fellow women. Uh, some of them are still, you know, intimidated by, you know, men. The male. The male. So what we did as the Innovation Village, for example, for the whole of the month of March, um, in celebrating Women's Day, we had weekly sessions which we named um, Women in Tech series. And um, yeah, the attendance was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, in January this year, the government shut down internet. All social media channels were off. Facebook to this day is still off. What does that mean for the digital and technological space in Uganda? I'll start with, um, with a personal opinion. Um, I think that that shutdown alone took us back 20 years. Because especially as far as the tech ecosystem is concerned in Uganda, and by that tech ecosystem, I want to be specific, you know, developers. When COVID hit, all businesses um, went remote. Actually, it, during the COVID, the, the shutdown, we, we observed a hike in demand of engineers. Because all businesses had to go online, businesses needed systems and so yeah developers were on demand and it it was no longer about um, um, being physically present so many engineers in Uganda got jobs in the US but they were working remotely I know people who work with Google and Facebook and Coursera but you know this is Africa, all right? Um, where we still struggling with internet speeds and all. So because COVID uh, happened, it really didn't give people a lot of um, options. So we saw a number of businesses coming to Africa looking for this talent, and you know all they demanded was. Do you have a stable internet connection? Internet goes, you know, the costs of internet in Uganda go down every day. Uh, right now you can get, I think, 35 GB of data, you know, a month at 75,000 shillings. And for the kind of work we do, that's more than enough for you for a month. And so a lot of people got jobs remotely and they were working and everything was okay until one morning we wake up and their clients can't meet, their, can't meet them, they don't know what they're up to and this went on for four days um, that <clears throat> sort of all the trust that um, their clients were developing with them died out they are wondering um, 
when will this happen again? Because it has happened, it may happen again. So some of the clients that could afford flew these people out. And then almost instantaneously we realized the demand for the engineers started going down. Mm-hmm. Simply because, you know, um, how can you um, how can you um, tell someone now that no, 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 the internet won't be shut down abruptly. Um, so which basically took us back. Now we need to work, even as, as, a, as an enabler, as innovation village, we need to work to, toward regaining you know the community regaining that confidence that it, it was getting so um, and, and, and I've not talked about businesses like Safe Border that entirely depended on the internet mm-hmm. uh, that were in a sense out of business for four days I've not talked about businesses until now that rely on Facebook for their advert, uh, advertisement that you know can't because Facebook is off um, so it was disastrous mm-hmm. and um, yes it was restored, the internet was restored but we're still living with the aftermath of the shutdown and it's going to take a lot of effort to especially regain that trust from um, um, clients that were using um, the developers in our ecosystem to do for them work remotely. So what does the future of tech and data look like in Uganda? So I will I'll split it into two things. Tech itself. Um, so tech right now is, in general, is a bit ahead of data. Um, so increasingly, you know, businesses are going to have to depend on technology. And so most likely they are not going to go back, even when COVID is done, most likely they are not going to go back to, you know, the way people will still do Zoom calls, people will still work from home, um, um, you know, people would still prefer using online services. And because that demand will be there, it will drag with it the need for the technology ecosystem to develop because if it doesn't this same the same demand will be channeled to India or to the US or to China and so the future from where I see it is really great as far as data is concerned um, people are increasingly getting aware of data especially privacy um, and so there's going to be a lot of um, awareness as far as uh, data protection is concerned. Because now there's an enabling law in Uganda that was enacted. Um, so you, you, you just can't use data any way you want. And even, if, even when you're collecting data, you need to be specific. And then the other aspect is um, um, now people are increasingly aware that data is a new currency. Um, and so when you build systems for them they are going to demand for insights you know how many people visit my website uh, before you just built a website and you didn't care about who visits it now they, they are going to demand for it and so it means you need to build these you know uh, systems with that in mind 
they are going to ask you, okay, of all the people that um, that visit my website, how many were male, how many were female, you know. So it's it's opportunity for the for for the ecosystem because then that then it means now that uh, before everyone has been you know um, preoccupied with you know software engineers, but now you're also talking data engineers, data scientists, data analysts. All these are, are opportunities, and you know machine learning engineers, um, you know opportunities for the, the the ecosystem. So in short, tech and data. The future is bright. What are your thoughts on the Data and Protection Act? I think it's a very good law. But, uh, yeah, it will remain a piece of paper until it's, it's put in, in, into, into force. Is the Innovation Village currently running any tech partnerships? Yeah, um, a, a number of them. Uh, I will mention a few. Um, so I initially mentioned... Um, called IT. It's an institute of technology. They train technologists, um, giving them the, the in-demand skills. So we have a partnership with them where they run boot camps. Um, right now we have one going for about six, six months. Um, um, for the boot camp has 50 people and we're already we already, when we put up that call, um, over 700 people applied, but we could only take, take 50. So we are already in discussions with um, Code IT um, to basically say, you know, what do we do with the rest that couldn't get into the boot camp? Um, so there's that partnership. Um, we have partnerships with um, um, Refactory. Refactory is a, is a training program, basically training engineers and making them available and ready for, for the job market. Um, we have partnership partnership with our Andela in Rwanda. It's the same thing. They also into training. They train engineers and then we, we create a platform. We give these engineers uh, projects to work on because um, just like pilots, you are as good as the number of hours you have been flying. So same for engineers. Um, you are as good as the number of projects you've worked on and the lines of code you have written. So we, we, our partnership is such that we give them, we expose them to projects that they work on. And, uh, you know, they get the on-job training, which is um, something that Andela itself struggled with other partners that we're still uh, exploring, partnership with Google, um, partnerships with Amazon, par- partnerships with Oracle. Great. Do you have any platform that people interested in tech can join to meet and network? Now we have worked and delivered a product, a platform um, we call My Village where you can go and connect with investors, with entrepreneurs, with developers, if you want to hire developers. You can go there and if you're a startup that is looking to hire, you know, people, you can go there and post a job, you know, and uh, people will apply for it and you'll be able to view their profiles within the same platform and decide, yeah, I like this one, I don't like the other. Um, and so it's a platform that you know we have built f- 
for the community, the entrepreneurs, but also you know the service providers, the the, um, the technology people. So even for for, for startups, right? You can go and um, profile your startup, say what you do, the products you work on, the things you're interested in, all that. Um, and then there are investors who hopefully will see your startup, you know, and if they see that your need is is investment, you know, they, they connect, you can connect with them and then you pick up conversations from there. So myvillage.africa is a platform. Go ahead, sign up, set up your profile, do whatever um, you want to do with the platform. Um, it's our gift uh, to the community. Thank you, Wilson. Finally, at the beginning of our conversation, you mentioned you hold strong opinions about certain things. I am curious, what are those things and what would you say is your guiding principle? Um, life. Um, so I, I believe that um, we have one chance to live. Um, and so I, I try as much as possible to use that chance um, in everything that I do. And so um, if I fail on something the first time, I'm not necessarily consoled by the fact that I will get another chance to do it again because I may not get another chance. Thank you very much, Wilson Chigundu, for your time. From today's discussion, it is clear that there is no doubt that we have great potential to use technology, which is one of the biggest drivers of innovation, to advance our economy. But to do this, we need to have the necessary skilled workforce and ecosystem. From the Innovation Village, Thank you, our listener, for tuning in to episode 19 of my Village podcast produced through the Next Wave program under the Young Africa Work Strategy in partnership with the MasterCard Foundation. And I'm your host, Pauline Achanawe.